What's up, everyone? Welcome to the show. This week, we are going to be un- talking about motivation, really, and unpacking our health hierarchy of needs, teaching you the critical steps that you need to take in the right order in order to achieve your goals. Get this right, and you're going to succeed. Welcome to the show this morning, guys. It's Tuesday morning here in Sydney, Australia. I am graced with the presence of my brother Rad across the table and Richie behind the mic as the voice of God. As you all know, uh, we farewelled Phil for a little while yesterday and uh, very sad, but also excited. We're excited because we're going into a topic that is uh, near and dear to our hearts and it's very, very on point with a lot of the questions we've been getting around flexibility training specifically. Mindset is everything in flexibility. I mean, it is, if you look at the science around flexibility training, it is an adaptation of the brain and nervous system. It's not an adaptation of the muscles. So this is a great topic. I'm excited. Are you excited, Rad? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, it's a, I think that this is a, something that we've, you know, stumbled across and created that is, uh, is going to be a game changer over the years. The, um, the idea of the health hierarchy, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely the keys to our success. For yep. sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we're gearing up for a, uh, a launch uh, for our 28-day intensive program this weekend, uh, kicking off with our fast growth workshop on Saturday where we deliver this content. And uh, Which, just before we start getting flooded with emails and questions, unfortunately is only for people that can attend Unity Gym. This is not an online course. This yeah, is for right. Unity Gym people only. So... Please, for now, we we, for we now. will make it an online course. We do plan to do it. Please, so. please save save your time in emailing us and asking us if you can get this as an online thing. You won't be able to. Yeah, not just <laughs> yet. We haven't quite got there yet. Morning, Lee. Morning, Daljit. Uh, yeah, guys. Before we get started, question of the day. <clears throat> I want you guys to have a really hard think about this. I want to see some good answers come up in the comments of the live stream. Uh, we want to know what your why is. Meaning, why do you train? Why do you exercise? Uh, this is super, super important, and it's uh, very poignant for the, today's discussion. Uh, we're going to be drilling down on this, and uh, we want to know. We want we want to get the best the best podcasts come from a uh, a bit of banter and discussion. So let us know what's your why. Why are you training? And let's kick this off by unpacking the health hierarchy. Uh, so um, modelled off. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which was a, um, a, a psychological, social psychological experiment, really, where we uh, we learnt a lot about human nature and uh, and how our um, our thought processes go, and uh, really it was about figuring out what motivates human beings. Uh, we noticed uh, some correlations, Rad, Richard, and myself, um, in you know, using this, deploying this concept of Maslow's hierarchy of needs for life in general uh, into exercise. And we noticed over the last sort of, uh, we've, we've got an, a, an accumulated close to 50 years experience coaching people. And we realized that um, there are uh, priorities. There, there is a sequence, an order of things that you need to get right uh, in order for people um, to, to achieve a high level of um success in you know health fitness uh, movement mastery skills development um, uh, athletic ability 
and 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 the three of us noticed correlations between the people that were doing very very well and uh, and uh, similarities between people who fell short uh, time and time again, and um, unfortunately. The health and fitness industry, I'm going to throw some stones here, the health and fitness industry is very much geared towards, uh, uh, I guess, a, 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 a cycle, putting people into a cycle where they, they continually fail and need to come back and spend more money at their gym or more money at their diet coach or more money at their uh, personal trainer so that they have another crack, another run at the mountain. And all the while they overlook this concept of getting the foundation built first. Do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, well, the whole um, health and fitness industry is um, it's not really built around giving people the solution. It's built around keeping people um, stuck in the problem. <laughs> yep. Like, I mean, the whole the the the, the whole medicine uh, medical what do you call it? The um, pharmaceutical industry. Is, is a clear example of that. It's not, it's not in the pharmaceutical industry's best interest to have you cured. It's in the pharmaceutical's best interest to have you buying their, their products, their you know, medications. So the same kind of thing is with the health and fitness industry. There's this, I don't know if it was ever done intentionally, maybe it was, because it's, it's good business if you create a business where people always have to keep coming back to you every year because they keep putting on the weight that they lost, you know? And um, we're bucking the trend with that, where we're outright, we're proclaiming that we're not a fat loss gym, so we are not targeting the masses. Um, we're targeting a very specific person that is um, beyond that point and is ready for more with their training, is ready to go from good to great. And once we identified that and we identified these issues, that, that it was easy for us to come up with this health hierarchy of needs. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, first I want to say for any of you who, who are sort of listening to what we're saying and questioning uh, our motives or questioning whether it's true or not, you, you don't have to go far to find enough evidence to see that the industry is failing the vast majority of people. If you look at the, the sheer amount of failed New Year's resolutions every year, uh, weight loss goals, how many people rebound, statistically the majority, the vast majority of people who go on a diet to lose weight are going to rebound within three years and, and, and mo in most cases end up gaining more weight back than they first had when they th they, they went and, on the diet. And 90% rebound within a year. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and most people that join a gym uh, don't stay longer than a month or don't go longer than a month. The the big box gyms in, in Australia and I'm sure around the world rely on about 80% of their people never using the gym. You know, they sign up to a 12 month or a two year contract and they go maybe a half a dozen times in, in 12 months, you know. Uh, and it's 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 a real shame. It's a real shame. But that's the business model, and and that's uh, unfortunately what catches a lot of people out. And we believe that there's a very specific reason why it's happening, uh, which is because people aren't setting a foundation. They're not focusing their effort and intention on the basics first, and they're going for the the highest. Um, steps on the uh, health hierarchy and so uh, I'll get Rad to sort of reverse engineer or explain the steps in the health hierarchy well, and then we'll go deep into the first one. Well the idea of the health hierarchy is that if you don't tackle the, the steps in the order that they're laid out that you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. 
So the way that the health hierarchy works is uh, there's five steps to it. The first is motivation, where you need to turn your goals into a burning desire. The idea of a goal of wanting to lose 30 pounds or wanting to uh, a fat or wanting to put on 10 pounds of muscle or wanting to get more flexible or wanting to learn a muscle up, it's a, that's great to get you started. But if you don't turn that goal into a burning desire, meaning it's something that is there with you constantly, where it wouldn't matter how, like a burning desire is, you know, that desire to um, find a, a mate, you know, when you meet that person that you really want and it is burning within your heart. You can't sleep at night because you want that so badly and you move heaven and earth to make it happen. Another example of a burning desire is being told by your doctor that you will die if you don't lose the weight. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, the weight loss goal becomes a burning, a burning desire. desire. Yeah. So that's an ex know. those are examples of what, what we mean by when we say the difference between goals and the difference between a burning desire. Goals, you can really easily say, ah, I'll pick it up again next week. You can't do that with a burning desire. Like it's it's just, it goes yeah. beyond a choice. It becomes like something that you have a visceral reaction to if you can't do it. Um, after, you've, after you've ticked that box, after the motivation is set uh, right, uh, the next is a daily habit of movement. So learning how to turn your gym training, turn your training routine uh, away from something that is done whether you feel like it to something that becomes a habit, just like brushing your teeth uh, hopefully everybody that's listening here has a daily habit of brushing their teeth and it's not something that you do just whether you feel like it. And the reason why that has happened is because we've all, we all know that if you don't brush your teeth, they're going to go rotten and fall out. So we've all been trained from children to create a daily habit of brushing our you, teeth. Just quickly know? to segue on that, which I think is really interesting. Do you, do you know why? Do you remember why uh, brushing your teeth? successfully became a daily habit yeah because they found that um, the motivation to actually uh, of what the result that you'd get from brushing your teeth wasn't enough to make people do it they needed to create a, a reward that people could feel it and so they put this stuff in toothpaste that actually created that glistening feeling on your on your teeth and the that mint, peppermint and that and that fresh, peppermint fresh flavor on, on your breath they actually have nothing to do with making your teeth clean all it does is it creates a reward that you feel that makes you feel like the difference between when your mouth is dirty versus that clean feeling you get it makes you feel like oh i really need to do that so they yeah. did that intentionally to create the habit yeah interesting you can learn all about that in um power of habit power of habit by charles Duhigg. so that's the second the second uh, step is to create a daily habit of movement the third step is nutrition is to get your nutrition right and you need to eat in a way that optimizes uh, performance rather than eating in a way that satisfies your taste buds. And again, it's about mm. creating habits. Yep, It's that's about right. creating healthy nutritional habits. Yep. And the fourth step is physique. So get creating an optimal physique that is going to um, be a healthy body. It's going to allow you to demonstrate strength, flexibility, fitness, and set you up for the fifth step, which is mastery, movement mastery. So learning how to... Um, uh, do whatever your movement mastery goals are. It could be a handstand, it could be a double body weight squat, it could be doing the splits, it could be running a marathon, um, pain free, whatever it is. It could be playing a sport at a high level. It could be regaining the uh, strength and fitness and flexibility that you had 20 years ago. Everybody's got a different um, definition of mastery. It just means that the goal, the priority, the burning desire makes a shift from 
aesthetics and physique and, and being uh, optimized in your body composition so that your power to weight ratio is really good uh, to moving to movement mastery and it's a natural ev evolution but you know if I dive in here and say once now that we've laid those out uh, you know motivation first exercise habits second healthy nutrition habits third uh, physique fourth uh, meaning that you don't look at, you don't worry about physique until you've nailed the first three, motivation, exercise habit, healthy nutrition habits, then physique, and then movement mastery. Can you see that there is a problem with the fitness industry uh, by understanding now that there are three steps that need to be absolutely dialed in before you ever consider trying to focus on mm. improving your physique. And where is the where is the greater fitness industry focusing on? They're yeah. focusing on getting you to come in and focus on the fourth step, probably 95% of the industry to focus on your physique. Like it's, we're going to make you look a certain way and that's where your goals should be. That's where your focus should be. Or a very small amount of people uh, who have a higher um, maybe morals, set of standards, maybe just they're more in alignment with what we do. They're focusing on movement mastery. They're yeah. getting you, and this is what we did for a long time. This is where we failed. We, we focused on physique first for yeah. the majority of our careers, and then we decided that we wanted to shift what we did, and we focused on movement mastery, and that's what we focused on. Yeah. People came in, and I immediately, Richard, Yanni, and me were telling them to focus on their movement mastery goals. Um, but, the, you know, the reason why we changed all of this is because we did this for long enough, saw enough people fail at it, that what we did was we, we looked at ourselves. Yeah, it was Yanni that did this. Yanni, Yanni came down and sat down with me and said, why do you, me and Richard get better results than everybody else? What is it about us that's special? Why do we do it? And what we identified is that we had unknowingly, we had taken care of the first three steps without being aware that, that, that we'd done it. We, we, we'd, you know. We had dialed in the first three, the which we now call the foundation, uh, and, which is building your foundation. And let, like, let's look at what happens. I mean, obviously, obviously, no physique, uh, no impressive physique is ever built without having a, uh, a hell of a lot of motivation or without having a, a, a daily exercise habit. I've never met a bodybuilder or a fitness model uh, or a professional athlete, a gymnast, who doesn't train five, six or seven days a week. It is like a daily practice for those people who we aspire to, who we see in magazines and go, wow, you know, the, the actors like uh, um, Hugh Jackman who transform themselves for Wolverine and then we see pictures of them and go, that's what I want to look like. He did not get that physique without training five or six days a week, you know. Some of them, like Dwayne Johnson, when he's preparing for a movie, train twice a day. You know, Apparently so with Hugh Jackman had alarms going off at like 2 a.m. when he was training for to have his protein shakes. Have his protein. That's right, absolutely. So they're optimizing these things to a, such a high degree, and then we go and see that and make that our goal, and then think that we can get there without having a, a an ingrained habit built in where it is unnatural for us not to get to the gym every day. Now, the on top of that, no impressive physique is ever built without having really healthy nutrition habits. It's not about having to um, labor over intensive cooking and, 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 and meal prep every week. It happens by habit because you've done it so much that it, it is now your norm. You, you've surrounded yourself, and we're gonna go into all of these 
specifically one by one uh, over the next few days, but you've surrounded yourself with a tribe of people who the behaviors that you need to cultivate are the norm. It is no longer an unnatural, unusual thing. You're not hanging out with a bunch of people every day that frown on you when you say, oh, I've got to do my meal prep or I've got to make sure that I've cooked or I don't want to go to Macca's for lunch because it's just not in alignment with my physique <coughs> goals. This is all now healthy habits, okay? And then you got to think about no movement master, no person who's ever achieved a high level of um, sporting prowess, athletic ability, uh, has ever done so without doing the same, without training intensively, you know, where it's not even laborious anymore. It's not like they don't think, oh, God, I got to go to the gym. Oh, how terrible. Professional athletes, it is like built in. They may not enjoy it as much as we think they do, but they it's, it's a habit now. It's a habit. They do it every day. They wake up at 5 a.m., some 4.30, you know, and they're in the, in the pool swimming laps when we're all asleep still or they're doing, you know, this stuff is ingrained. And now I'm not saying that we all need to get to that level, but what I am saying 110% is that you will never get anywhere near that unless you have a, it's, it's a, it's a burning desire. It is so um, important to you that, that you're going to do this, you know. And so what we as, a, as an industry tend to do is we sit down with people and go, what's your goal? I want to lose 30 kilos. I want to look like that person. I want to uh, bench press 100 kilos. I want to do, and these are all really great goals, but they're at the very top of the tree. And then we're like, okay, let's get you into the gym. We need to train four days a week. And we don't address any of the, you know, there's no focus. There's no effort. There's no intent on Okay, first things first, let's break it down. Why is that important to you? Because the, the, the fact of doing it, the, the task of doing it is not gonna get you out of bed at 5 a.m. when it's pouring with rain and only five degrees outside. It's not gonna get you out. It's not gonna get you to the gym. And um, on top of that, if you haven't really dialed in your, uh, your nutrition practices to support that, to support the recovery, you're not going to get there. You're going to end up running into problems, you know. And if you haven't built a habit around your exercise practice so that it's something that you just get up and instinctively do, you prepare your gym bag the night before, you, everything's dialed in, uh, you're not going to get there. You're not going to get there. So that's where the focus needs to be first. Well, the fact that we've only got about a third of the viewers on this show or half to a third than what we normally do really highlights how much of a problem this is mm. because when we do episodes that the you know the title of the episode is clearly about something to do with movement mastery everybody wants to know that yeah but people aren't understanding that the reason why they're not achieving their goals is because they haven't nailed these three steps first Yep. And until they're nailed, it, it, you, you're just going, you're going to get mediocre results at best. Yep. You really are. And, you know, I, I don't, I can't, I can't speak for Richard and Yanni. I really can't. But I know that um, there's certain things that Yanni got right before I did. And there's certain things that I got right before he did. And I, unless you've got a different perspective on this, I think that I probably had the motivation and the burning desire thing stronger than you did earlier on and I think that's probably um, what got me in certain areas ahead of you in certain things because for me my my goals were, were forged at a very young age and they were very very clear I wanted to have a high level of movement mastery I idolized people like Jackie Chan and Jet Li and Bruce Lee and and it was so strong for me when I was younger Yanni trained for different reasons. I don't, I, I don't know exactly what they were, um, but I know that it wasn't the same thing. I know you didn't have that same desire that I had for movement mastery. 
So for me, that got ticked off real quick. And then when that motivation was so clear for me, when it was so it, w- it was so strong for me that I wanted to achieve these certain things, the, the, the daily habit of movement was a natural evolution because the teachers that I was learning from were telling me, well, if you want to achieve this, you've got to train this much. And so that just became easy. The nutrition wasn't as easy, the nutrition took time, but there was just something within me that as I aged, when we became personal trainers and I started to learn about what was going on in the body, it just made sense that I would need to dial in my nutrition. And that's been an evolution for the last 17 years of being personal trainers. I'm still working to get better at my nutrition because I'm still trying to find what the balance is between what is going to be best for my body and what I can actually maintain not what I can just do for two weeks or a month, but what I can maintain for the rest of my life. And that's, that's a constant back and forth, yeah. you know? And then the physique goals that everybody's focused on, they're just a side effect. They yeah. just happen from those three things. So then my physique for what we talk about, what you need to, to achieve with physique is already taken care of, which is I'm at a healthy body fat percentage and I've got enough muscle mass on me to be able to work for the things that I want to work on. So all of these things are taken care of, which means I can focus on the thing that so many people want to focus on, which is movement mastery. I've set myself up properly to be able to just put my energy and focus on that top step, that fifth step, you know. And every now and then I've got to circle back to motivation and nutrition every now and then that happens you know it happens to all of us we have to sometimes remind ourselves um but it's very easy for me because that burning that the goals were turned into a burning desire such a long time ago yeah absolutely yeah absolutely yeah and look if you i mean look one of the one of the things that we were talking about before this you know how do we add value to to people that are listening to this how do we make this relatable to people one of the One of the first things that you can do is to start to shift your focus to think about, maybe try to create some movement goals around why why you're training. Like rather than thinking about, I just wanna be fit or I just wanna be healthy or I just wanna lose some weight, start to think about, I want to be able to achieve this. And then you can start to question why you wanna be able to do it. And usually for a lot of people, it, it, it goes back to, childhood goals you know you start remembering what it was that inspired you when you were a child that you've told yourself you can't do anymore that you've told yourself you're too old for which i just don't agree with at all Um, and what we've found to be one of the most motivating things for people in this group the people that that are wanting to listen to what we've got to say is um, flexibility goals flexibility goals are a really really good thing to get you motivated and to keep you going because they are things that take time to achieve, but they are things that if you apply yourself and you, 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 you create this habit around, that you will start to feel a difference very, very quickly, almost immediately, almost within a couple of weeks, you'll start to feel a, an amazing change in your body. And then very shortly after that, you'll start to see a difference. You'll start to see that you have more range of motion and you are more flexible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the concept of flexibility is one of the things that we, uh, Obviously, we work with people a lot, and you know when we talk about the fact that flexibility is is so there's so much of the adaptation of flexibility and the requirement of your training and perseverance is because it's overcoming 
the 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 program that's been instilled in every cell in your body as you as you've lived your life if you haven't used your body to its full capacity if you haven't moved properly then there's going to be a hell of a lot of restriction that's really really ingrained in your body it's not just in your brain it's in every cell in your body you know every cell in your body is communicating with one another and uh and it, it takes a, it, ta it can for some people who haven't practiced uh, flexibility training at a young age, uh, it can take quite a long time. You know, quite a long time. Uh, we've seen dramatic changes in our tribe here at the gym uh, after about a year, after about twelve months. But if you tell people, okay, uh, um, I, w I mean, we get, we get we field questions on a daily basis, whether it's through the Movement Mastermind group, the online coaching group, or our YouTube channel. And, and the emails, the inner circle emails that I send out, I get responses all the time. And the notion really is that what do I do? What can I do to achieve A, B, C, or D flexibility goal in the next month, in the next two months, in the next three months? Uh, and unfortunately, the reality is that the, the, there's a likelihood that you're not going to see much improvement in those time frames, you know, um, unless you were already flexible and you're regaining what you've lost, uh, then it, it can be a matter of just getting the body moving again and you'll start to see really big results. But for most people, you, you, you're gonna be doing something that's not yielding a tangible result for months. And then all of a sudden you start to see these breakthroughs. And so if you're one of those people who sees the need to improve your flexibility, whether it be to manage pain, whether it be to improve your performance, uh, it, it, it is, I mean, and, and gaining flexibility is directly correlated to uh, mortality. Now they've done lots of tests and, and found that if, you, if you're more flexible and more mobile, then you've got much um, lower risk of falling and breaking something uh, as you age, and um, which raises your, your life expectancy substantially. You know, there's, some, there's been some good research on that. So I believe that everyone should be prioritizing uh, mobility and flexibility. Uh, whether it's uh, just to live longer, <laughs> but I like to do it for performance and how I feel. But you need to you need to understand that like if you haven't turned that uh, little goal of getting flexible into a burning desire and really drilled down on your why, why, why is it important to you? Is it is it health? Is it performance? Is it to set a good example for your kids, for your family? Uh, is it to be able to move and run around and keep up with your children? Why is it important to you? If you haven't done that, then when you start to really experience the, 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 the true journey of the path of getting flexible and it turns out to be longer than you first expected, geez, you, your why better be important to you because otherwise you're, you're going to be one of the probably 90% of people who quit, you know, and fail to achieve those flexibility goals. And uh, it's, it's just such a shame because we've got, you know, we've, we've got an industry telling people that they should be able to get results in 12 weeks and, uh, and, and, to exp and building that expectation that you, you know, if you transform yourself uh, in, in, in a month or two months or three months and um, that's just not how it works for most people. Yeah, it's just not how it works for most people. It's not how it works for most people in flexibility, mm -hmm. certainly, but it's also not how it works for a lot of people in in weight loss, in 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 phys physique transformation, in in strength. You know, yep. everyone who is who you're aspiring to and who you who you use as your idols, that who, who you idolize, they've all been doing it for decades. You know, <laughs> uh, 
uh, not just uh, not just a few months. Yeah. And we need to um, we need to get our, our mindset right. We need to learn to overcome the the, the, the reasons why we self sabotage, which is what we're going to go into deeply tomorrow. But the first thing that you guys need to understand is that there is a hierarchy of needs, and the people that are getting this right have uh, are getting it right because whether they've done it subconsciously or not, like yeah. us, they have built a foundation of really, really dr driven motivation, driven by a burning desire, and then they've under they understood how to break that. Um, burning desire and their goals into a strategy that they that they know will get them to their um, their goal uh, to a high level of success, and then they've uh, focused on creating habits around exercise and nutrition that are just so automated and subconscious now that they don't have to think about it. Now they can just focus on the bigger picture stuff, you know. Yeah. And the bigger picture stuff happens so much with less effort mm. once those once those two things are. Are, uh, are sorted. Yes, Lee Clements, Maslow. It's Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy, hierarchy of, needs. of needs that this has been um, modelled off. The um, yeah, the people that you're looking up to on uh, the internet uh, for fitness goals or health goals or movement mastery goals, they've all been training for years. No one's no one's no one that you're looking up to has been training for months. They've all been training for years. And if you're going to train for years and keep it going, then you better get your motivation right now because otherwise you won't be training for years yep. or it'll just be an up and down thing, you know, that never really achieves the results. So yep. trust us when we say this, nail this step first. Yeah, what Lee said here is very on point, which is needs to become a lifestyle, not a fitness fad. Yeah, like get, setting yourself a goal to lose 10 kilos is something that you can certainly achieve in 12 weeks, but I guarantee you once you hit that, mm. uh, you, you find that it's very unmotivating to keep going yeah. because it takes a lot of effort to hit it in 12 weeks and it's, you know, it's hard to sustain. And so what happens is people go in these cycles where they absolutely hammer themselves, they achieve that superficial goal, but because they haven't drilled down on why it's so important to them, they, they've never attached a real burning desire to the goal, so they don't it, it, they don't keep it. They don't, and then and they never turn it into a lifestyle, and so they just rebound and come back, and then at the same point they have uh, next year they have to start all over again and do the whole process again, and they go in these cycles. And over time, the worst thing about that cycle, some people might be saying, some people in their twenties might be saying, oh, that's not so bad, you know, as long as every year at summer when I need to put on my bikini, I turn up to the beach looking pretty sexy. What, what happens is it gets harder and harder to repeat the process as you get older. Yeah. And then all of a sudden when you're in your 30s and you've got different priorities and there's children that you need to worry about and it's harder to get to the gym and smash yourself so hard, uh, you, don't, you just simply don't have the energy. You're not getting the amount of sleep that you've, you've, you've grown accustomed to in your 20s uh, because there's nothing interfering with it. Uh, all of a sudden you go, oh my God, my process isn't working anymore. Mm. I, I'm, I, I'm unable to transform myself in 12 weeks in, in time for summer. And, and all of a sudden, it, it just gets harder and harder and harder and, and things start to fall apart. And then on top of all of that, your health starts to become a problem because you're, you're yo-yoing every bloody year and, and you're not actually creating, as Lee's put it, a healthy lifestyle mm -hmm. uh, filled with behaviors that are long-term sustainable. Yep. All right, guys, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, make sure you jump over and join 
our private Facebook group, or our actually our public Facebook group, the UMS Movement Mastermind, where we record these shows live and answer your questions and interact with you. And also grab one of our free downloads, the Strength Blueprint, the Flexibility Blueprint, or the Nutrition Blueprint, where you're gonna get uh, a bunch of key insights into what we've learned over decades of being in this industry that have had a massive impact on our physical development. And, uh, and also, guys, just before we finish, anyone who's watching this who catches the replay or Lee um, Daljit who watched the, the live stream uh, and anyone else watching the live stream, because there are a few more people, share this with someone who needs it. <laughs> you know, someone who's been banging out on their goal to, 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 to achieve something in the gym and just doesn't seem to get there. You know, uh, it's a really important concept to understand and uh, it is the difference between uh, really high levels of success and really quite mediocre results. Mm -hmm. um, thank you very much for the feedback, Lee. We appreciate it big time. And it's, it's, it's a message that needs to get out there. We need to refine the uh, keywords and the, and the terms that we use to get people to click on the video because you know we had half our usual audience on here so it, it, you know it, it wasn't something that uh that was clickbaity enough you know <laughs> but it's important we need to get this out all right guys we'll see you tomorrow everybody. have a good day bye bye